Broadcasting have have begun their hemp harvest. <gasps> Hooray! Tis the yeah, season. Tis the season. I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of local folks out there uh, harvesting the hemp. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely stop in and um, and and get uh, get get your CBDs mm-hmm. and serious natural remedies here in Brattleboro in the Vermont Building or up in Burlington. Can and, I just say? Yeah. I keep hearing from people unprovoked, not knowing you know that not bringing the subject up. But so many of my friends take CBD products. Mm-hmm. And at first, there was I think there was a, maybe a stigma attached, because it's just silly as hell, but we know. Right. But I can't believe how many people keep saying to me, oh, yeah, I started using the CBD stuff. And a lot of it, honestly, most maybe it's just the, the people that I know, but uh, for anxiety management and, and stress and right. things like that. So. Apparently, it does really, really uh, well with pets as well. And I know, because I, I, uh, <laughs> I have a nervous pit bull. Uh, That's redundant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, Dutch is, you know, he's super chill all the time. I mean, I took him for a four-mile run with me this morning, and, he you know, he did really, really well, and he Mm. slept, and, you know, but he's he's what they call that high-threshold dog. But some nights... He's just like, I don't want to be out here. I don't know what's going on. And he can't mm. settle down. Mm. So uh, we, we don't know what that is. So we're going to try some of the, the pet remedies that oh, uh, that we can get at series. So i got to get right. myself over to the Brattleboro store and do that. Another one of our great sponsors and something I will keep Dutch away from is Mocha Joe's Coffee. <laughs> yeah, good choice. <laughs> good choice. And uh, they're in their new exciting facility, too. Oh, drove which by was, yesterday. Which was awesome. And, yeah. and uh, Jackie is uh, roller skating around in there. Super duper. And not a real roller skater. That's, oh. that's good. There's not a lot of sharp objects around here to fall right. on. What that's, could possibly happen? What could happen? That's <laughs> it. So there you go. There are our fine sponsors. Please go and visit their websites. Uh, you can put that into the Google portal device that tells you everything you need to know yeah. and then stalks you for the rest of your life until that's it right. can eventually uh, suck you into a Russian collusion thing, what? which is what's happening. No collusion. <laughs> no collusion. <laughs> so, so there's that. All right. Speaking of no collusion, speaking yeah. of all these craziness things that are going on, I had the opportunity uh, on uh, on Friday, last Friday, to go down um, to one of our local um, um, gathering spots and meet Christine Hulquist. Yes. All right. Yeah. And just to basically say, hey, you know, I really wanted to thank you for coming on the pod and mm-hmm. wanted to introduce myself. And she was happy to meet me and see me. And we chatted for a little bit. It was just like a little bit of a kind of a, a touch. Mm-hmm. And just basically, you know, I just wanted you to know who, who was interviewing you. I, um, we leave Steve at home because, quite frankly, he's just not really he, he's just not public ready. I hurt people. Yeah. I, I, I hurt people. And I, I apologize, but well, I, I, I tend to hurt people. I, just, I don't mean to. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the rabbits, George. <laughs> Um, so I went down and I met with her and, um, I got, you know, got to talk to a lot of our local legislature, legislators and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and it was, it was a good, it was a good time. And the one thing that seems to be echoing throughout this whole thing is that we can fix all this if we do one thing. 
What would that be? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I, I am going to guess. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts that's and two, prayers. That's two, that's two things. things. Yeah. Yeah, Damn yeah. it. Thoughts and prayers. Is, it was a good guess, though. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers usually fixes it all. Right. Um, no. Uh, of course, vote. Yeah, that. There's that. So when I in the brief conversation, and it, albeit brief, um, uh, I said to her, so listen, if you want to jump back on the pod, we'd love to have you. Sure. To give a little update as things get in, just phone in. Just let us know what's going on, and, uh, you know, we can do that. And, sure. But, you know, is there anything else that that, uh, that we could do for you? And she said, yes. Make sure you vote. <laughs> oh, that. And that really is what it boils down to, is, mm-hmm. is the importance of getting out to voting. And, and all the conversation around voting and all the distractions, there's nothing to be distracted about here. Well, you know that every year, every every election and every primary and every voting moment, we're all seemingly very excited about, ooh, 20, 25 percent. We're up mm-hmm. to 25, like one in right. four eligible voters votes. Mm-hmm. And so great it's like, you know, it's like hitting a baseball. If you hit it, you know, one out of three times, you're doing pretty damn well. You're but, in the Hall of Fame practically. Right, exactly right. And then we we fall back on a certain degree of yay if right. if one in four people comes out. What if two? What if literally half the people show up? I think the answer is quite clear. This is why we have gerrymandering, this is why we have Republicans pushing uh to 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 uh, put shut down voting places and right. so forth because the more people show up, the more they lose. The more people show up, the more the Republican Party loses. So when people actually do come out, especially young people, and start voting now, and now that there is certainly an awakening happening, it would seem, you're going to see the political landscape change, and you're seeing it in the candidates who were never, ever planning to run for office and now are, and are not not old white men. She honestly... In the, again, in the brief conversation they had with her, really feels as though if we get all the right people in power, we can flip this stuff around. We can fix this faster than we can, uh, than, than it got broken. I wholly agree with that, and the whole the idea of, of political expediency and the idea that we can, well not expediency that's not a good word but the speed with which we could turn the culture around. Look at Egypt, my goodness, that was a revolution that happened, you mm-hmm. know, and people said, you know what, forgive me. Fuck this. We're right. not doing this anymore. This is stupid. It's abusive to people. And this culture is abusive to people, the, the majority of people. And it continues to be abusive to people. And the people who are constantly getting abused <laughs> don't go out to the polls. Go figure. Or when they do, they vote for freaking Republicans. It's well, like, not, always. You, not, not, not always. Not always. I'm generalizing. Yeah. But like when, when poor people or you know people who are barely employed or whose town has been sucked dry – vilify the other poor or the poorer than them or the liberals or the right. libtar and so yeah, forth. And I think, love that. Are you kidding me? The Republican Party, and again, I'm not a Democrat, but the Republican Party, does, is, does it's all about fleecing. It's yeah. all about taking your money and giving it to the already wealthy. Why on earth would you do that? And the answer is Lee Atwater, Carl Rove, Roger Ailes, and the ability for the Republican Party and these conservatives, well-funded conservatives, to convince the poor, and I dare say the South mostly, but the poor, rural poor, that the real enemy is not the people taking their money and stealing from them and buying 18 yachts a day, but it's the other people. It's the gays. It's the brown-skinned. It's the black-skinned. It's, the, it's all that. This is where it all breaks down. When, when you see people running to empower their own oppression, right. things are out the other side. You know, you can take a look at what's going on right now with the whole Kavanaugh thing, right? And, and you know, regardless of... Of, of what side of the aisle you, you sit on. I started to see all these memes coming up. And, and I think this just speaks to the, the culture. And all the memes come up. And one of, them, one of the memes was a picture of an elderly lady 
who um, it was a Titanic reference that whatever the guy in the Titanic was, the Leonardo DiCaprio character, never all that. Never? No, never good for you. I couldn't. Um, I wouldn't. Well, there's just this character where, you know, they, they have uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gets on the boat. He's a poor guy, and there's a rich girl that he falls in love with. He sketches her naked. Uh, they they do the deed. They, they do the deed. What? And, and that's it. And then he ends up, you know, he ends up dying. She ends up surviving, and there's a whole thing. Blah, blah, blah. Man. Anyway, so the meme basically is looking at her and, uh, you know, the, whatever his name was, Jack. Uh, Jack, Jack, you know, Jack was inappropriate with me. I think I'll report it. And it's, uh, you know, 86 years later. You know, Uh, so it was that kind of thing. I was uh, like, you know, come on, man. I have seen, I dare say, you want to make a point. I don't want to I do. I'm making a point because I just like, you know, it's a rape joke. And, and, you know, maybe he hasn't been brought up on rape, but it's this, it's this insensitivity Mm -hmm. to the fact that somebody else might be going through their own personal hell. Yeah. And and so I chimed in. And I was like, "Oh yeah, rape jokes are the best, aren't they?" Mm. You know, I get it. Who the fuck are we? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck are we? What have we turned into? I know that we have turned into this this culture of insensitive red team, blue team. Right. You know, win at all cost. You know, knuckle dragging troglodytes <laughs> that are just fucking mouth breathers. Yeah, and you know, know, just with this whole fuck your feeling the hashtag fuck it's your real. feelings thing. You know, and, I, and I'm sorry. I know Jesus. We're not even into ten minutes into this thing. We've already <laughs> dropped nine hundred f bombs, and I apologize. Yeah. Um, but you know. At what point in time did we take that turn where we can no longer just say, you know what, that is way too hot of a topic yeah. for me just to be making jokes about? No, and we're all, you know, everybody's everybody's a pundit now, and it's Facebook and Twitter and so forth. You know, I mean, even we become a pundit because we have a podcast, right? right? But we also, you and I have a pretty steeped history of political commentary, political observation, and, and we've paid attention to what goes on. I have since Watergate. So I'm like, I, we're not coming to this with nothing just like, I got an opinion, but that is part of what it is. And there's room for that. There's natural attrition. But on a Facebook forum, like I've been having a conversation with a fairly ignorant man recently on a thread, which he is basically saying, I don't believe what she's saying, and because she's coming after my guy and my team, she's bad. And I, you know, I simply say, and this is a good mental exercise, okay, dude, what if this was a President Hillary Clinton appointee? Yeah. What would you be saying? Would you be making the same argument because you're neutral? This is about, you know, you don't... But you're basically saying, I don't believe this woman. I'm going to find every and I'm going to find every reason to, to knock her down and say that she's wrong. And I'm also going to say that I know better than an FBI investigation, and I know better than testimony. I, as this person out in the middle of frickin' nowhere, right. know better, and I'm going to doubt this woman's truth. Then that's so offensive, and it, and again, flip it around. And if this was a different president appointing a, a, even the same person with the same charges, they'd be like, well, I don't know, gosh, you know, you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's a relativism to it. No, you know, there's this two and, and look, I'm not just saying right now it, it we lean and lean into the drop a shoulder into the Republicans to try to knock them down, right? But oh, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> I think the to- Republican Party is a toxin in this oh, country. It, it is at this moment, and it's easy to point because now they're the power and control. So. So when the pendulum swings back to the other side, then it happens from another different point of view. And it's just exhausting. So the theme of this particular podcast, 
is get out and vote. Yes, please. All right. So listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to thank uh, Mocha Joe's uh, Natural Remedies. <laughs> what? <laughs> and and Series Coffee. See <laughs> <Yeah>. them <laughs> <laughs> their CBD infused coffee. SeriesNaturalRemedies.com. Yes. MochaJoe's.com. All right. Series Natural Remedies and Mocha Joe's. want to thank them for sponsoring the pod. We'll be right back. This is the Ear Spoon with Fish and Steve. Series Natural Remedies offers New England's largest selection of CBD products for health and wellness. With over 60 brands, we represent all methods of CBD delivery, including extracts, capsules, edibles, vape, topical, body care, and beverage products infused with hemp. We bring together artisanal quality and science-based healing. Experience the healing benefits of CBD for people and pets. Visit us in Brattleboro or at our flagship store, 190 College Street, Burlington. One of our favorite things to do while we're doing the podcast, Mm -hmm. drink Mocha Joe's coffee. We really need to get a sound effects library. <laughs> All right, but that was inadequate, but it was real. It was real. Authentic. And Mocha Joe's uh, has started here in our little hamlet of Brattleboro, Vermont in yes. the late 80s and yes. has boomed. And they uh, they do all kinds of great uh, products and have swag. You can go to their website, mochajoes.com, order coffee by the pound. Uh, and we uh, we eat it by the pound here. We do. I don't. I prefer just to eat the beans straight. Straight. No, a crunchy, not a little true. bit. One of my favorite things about Mocha Joe's is mm. the fact that they support the the farmer. Yeah, you know they really do. They have the fair trade coffees that they they go after all the time. They're constantly uh, traveling around and yeah. And I got to say that I mean that's one of the first places I ever heard of the term fair trade. When I first got here twenty years ago, they were talking about this well before I think a lot of other people. And certainly it's now quite a thing. But being hip to how you supply your people and your your customers and caring at all and. Also, I mean, it ultimately winds up being a good economic choice, but they're just—it's the rightest thing to do, and 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 farmers get kind of screwed, and Mocha Joe's makes sure that they don't. That's right, and it's one of the reasons why uh, we just love having them as part of the podcast, and uh, hope to have them for years to come. Amen. So go check it out, MochaJoe's.com. If you live uh, here locally, of course, you just stop down at the little cafe. Yeah, that's one of the coolest shops in town. Definitely is. This is Ear Spoon, your home for the shit you're thinking anyway. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Remember, you can download the Ear Spoon uh, wherever you get your podcast. Yes, you can and should. And you go to our website, theearspoon.com, mm. and there's just a bunch of sexiness going on there. Totes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I didn't, gotcha. expect you, didn't expect you to say totes. All right, so... Yeah, that happened. All right, so uh, totes it is, and uh, we can <laughs> we can bags, yeah. tote bags. Um, so yeah, so you know, please uh, go to theearspoon.com. Lots of other cool things there. Vermontitude, uh, where you can um, hear Steve and I talk to some local legislators. Uh, mm-hmm. The um, possible the future governor of the state of Vermont, Christine Halquist. Could be. Uh, you can listen to the storytelling event uh, oh, to yeah. which I host. Right, fables. Yeah. That's there. Some Becoming, amazing stories. I know, and very popular. And, uh, you know, we had some really, really uh, poignant stuff yeah. uh, in this last storytelling thing. Second uh, second Wednesday of the month, if you are anywhere near the Next Stage Theater in uh, the People's Republic of Putney. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This second half is going to be a little silly, I have a feeling. All right. So th- there you have it. All right. Let- let's get back into the, the the reason why we're here. And that is basically to say to you good people, 
Get out and vote. Yes, please. And now we've got. Where are we? We're sitting here towards the end of uh, towards the end of September. So it gives you all of October. Mm. So you've got roughly seven ish weeks. Yep. Right. But I'm, I'll wheedle in a little differently and say I'm going to guess that anybody listening to a couple of loudmouths, you know, pontificating about politics, are probably already on board. I guess you know. Let me let me step back. step on you. Push back a little bit on uh, that, if I could. I just. I know a lot of people out there who are as educated as we are in the process mm-hmm. and who don't vote. So case, mm-hmm. one of the biggest examples of it uh, is uh, Keith Oberman. Mm-hmm. You know Keith Oberman? I mean, he's, sure. he's, a, you know, he's a, left, a left-wing gas bag. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Uh, we share probably the same political views. Mm-hmm. And... So I was like, yeah, yeah. I was listening to one of his, you know, blah blah blah. He was up bloviating about something and and being very wordy and very clever and and uh, very, you know, some critical thinking. Mm-hmm. And then he announces that he doesn't vote. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, I'm, I got to say, I mean, and, and I think there's a, there's not a bad argument for that, but I'd I'd say there's a better argument to vote. Mm-hmm. I went a long time not voting in in, in national races and, and uh, presidential races largely because I thought it was a fait accompli. There's there's too much systemic ickiness and corruption to really affect change. I no longer feel that that's true. I feel more importantly, I think it's more important to vote on a local statewide level for sure. Yeah. I think there's so much manipulation. As we know, it's dollar to vote basically mm-hmm. with right. Citizens United. Yep. So there's so much that's not in our control. But again, what people fail to realize sometimes, the overwhelm, when enough people show up, if you just raise the numbers, even just a minor amount, you suddenly see changes. And for those of us who lean towards the left side of the spectrum, the more people show up, the more likely it is for, for left side of the spectrum uh, candidates to win. Now, you, you want to hear something frightening? I was watching, um, was it on Friday night? When does Bill Maher come out? Do you know? You're asking someone who doesn't watch television. Right, I can't forgetting that. Um, Bill Maher comes out. I think I think it's Friday night, and he had he had interviewed um, um, Michael Moore. Mm. All right, and and Michael Moore is a guy who I feel is engaged. You know, sure he is. Um, he told me a bunch of stuff. Uh, he told everybody, but he, mm. you know, he was talking basically a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that I was not aware of that had to do with the Obama administration and bombing Flint, Michigan, and and you know running military drills oh. in Flint. I had no idea. Did not no know idea. That. Um, but the interesting thing that he made was saying, you know, here's the difference between um, this person that you can who, who has to go against the public who can vote him out mm-hmm. a, a scotus is you know a lifetime appointment by somebody who shouldn't even be there and that's what makes yeah. that more frightening yeah. and he said because and here's the part that just made that just made it cringeworthy for me and I don't know if he's basing this on on anything um, but I think it's really telling about the times we live in if we had to elect, the Supreme Court justices, if they had to elect the Supreme Court justice, he said Kavanaugh would be five points down. Mm-hmm. Just five? Yeah, right. <laughs> Just five? Yeah. You made the point when we talked to Tom Squitteri, mm-hmm. uh, um the last podcast, you made the point of saying that um, um, that he's a judge and we're just looking for the salaciousness Right. To take him down, right. and is the fact that he's perjured himself mean nothing? Yeah, and I think there's a strong argument to say that he has perjured himself, particularly with uh, Senator Leahy's com- uh, questions, and that alone should be jaw dropping 
for a Supreme Court, I mean, to potentially face charges for perjury like that. Right. If indeed that's the case, and it should certainly be investigated, that's enough for me to say no way to this guy. Then the other stuff comes along. Then we're talking about this woman and her stories and this this, uh, sexual assault that she's describing. So that's the kind of stuff that gets people's attention because it's got the, you know, the the Stormy Daniels side to it. Yeah. When in fact there's plenty of you know, structural kind of more boring stuff that, that disqualifies this guy. Right. <laughs> Just to steal a little bit more from the Bill Maher show where he yeah. said, you know, he goes, let's talk about it. You know, let's, let's talk about the important stuff that's going on this week. You know, we got Brett Kavanaugh's lied. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been at, hey, well, this, uh, will the good doctor testify? Will she not testify? He built right. this thing. I guess, nah. It's like reality. Nah, because Stormy Daniels wrote a book. Turns out Trump has a small dick. <laughs> yeah, that's what exactly right. Yeah. And that's what gets people's attention. And, right. And it's, it's and then I I throw that at the left as well, and the people yeah, who are no, informed no, no, no. to say I, I, it's yeah. easy to go for that stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's you know it's something it's lowest common denominator stuff. But then we're turning the whole world into reality television, and whatever the that show was that Trump had, it all becomes you're fired. You know, right? It all becomes that sort of like we can't keep our eye on the prize at all. There was a time when conversation in this country, political and otherwise, the likes of William Buckley, who I could never agree with, who could have really good conversations yeah. with James Baldwin, <laughs> with people that were fundamentally different from him, and it was fascinating. It was two people in a goddamn chair talking about stuff, and we can't do that anymore. And you, as a, as a person watching it, could listen to both sides and go, oh, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Is that right. really true? And you give, that, let me... Let me Right. Let me do some. Let me do some investigating around this. Right. You so know? we've we've turned the corner on something into, and I, I dare say this is the death of critical thinking, and this is the ignorance that has become epidemic in the country. That people can't, on a conceptual level, hold space. They can't keep ideas clear. They can't draw sound conclusions from the information presented to them. We are dumbified. Right. And you can. You, and there's a million ways we got that way, but it's deeply true. And you know, another case in point was that. And you remember, I told you at the in the first part of the uh, podcast, I talked about kind of weighing in on somebody's kind of a rapey-ish meme, yeah. you know, and, and the fact that um, that the, the, the lady coming for Dr. Um, hmm. I've forgotten her yeah, name. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, but that she came forward after 35 years, and which is not entirely true. Um, no, it's not and, at all and, true. <laughs> you know, so it, it just, to, just to put that out there, that is not true at all. Um, that it took her 35 years to say, well, you know what? I mean... I guess, yeah. I oh, mean, so how are you supposed to? Yeah, you know, what I is mean, the proper is, process? Is there, is there <laughs> um, you know, please show me where in the Constitution that you don't get to say after yeah. thirty-five years. No, he's going to be making law. That right. fucker when he was seventeen held me down and tried to try to give me the business, and right. I'm not interested. So here's what you get from conservative people: this psychologist person who is now 3,000 miles from her home because of death threats, yeah. who comes forward and would prefer not to be identified as identified anyway, to tell a story that she's been reluctant to tell in many ways is now somehow been plotting this all along to take out Brett Kavanaugh if he ever became a Supreme Court justice. Right. How nuts is that? And what does it take for you to for people who will, will push back against her to say, I doubt you, I think you're lying about being sexually assaulted. And you can't get these people to say that. They won't come no, out and say they that. They won't. Like, and, well, and here's, you know, and here's the point. So in that, I went in and they said, you know, what the hell are you talking about? Nobody made a rape joke. This is all made up bullshit. You know, whatever happened to innocent until proven guilty. Because this, w- and then they went on to basically crucify the right. woman. Right, you must. And, and I was thinking to myself, wow, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. I typed in, wow, that's interesting. I thought the, this this tirade that you just laid out basically said innocent until proven guilty, yet 
Does that only apply to your side of the aisle? Right, but not this Or, or does right. that go to all people who call themselves U.S. citizens? Because what you did was say that this applies to Brett Kavanaugh. Right. However, I will condemn this woman. Right. And what, I'm sure these are the same people that were crapping all over Al Franken when that stuff came oh, out. Oh, I'm sure, right? Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's just it's just this, 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 God, I feel like the world's on fucking psychotropes. Oh, they certainly, it certainly I, ought to be, yeah. you know. Uh, it might calm them down. Well, I think we've reached the point of, and I, I, you know, you've heard me say it and use the term before, but I think the American experiment is a sort of you know, psychiatric occurrence. Like yeah. we, I think we, as a body, as a culture, as a whole body, are actually not not really appreciating consensual reality the way we ought to because the rest of the world is saying like what and what can you do about it can you you can just sit there and say nothing i can't do a damn thing about it my vote doesn't count i say bullshit and i say go out and find a friend who hasn't voted in a long time and persuade them yeah that's what you can do i met a person on on the facebook um (laughs) who was as a 31 year old mom had never voted. We were talking about children in brown children in cages, mm-hmm. uh, as we were back when that was a thing. Uh, right, right. We quickly thank God forget. we got past that. Oh, I think we it's are all past solid. that, right? No, we are no. nowhere oh, near past yeah, that. No. But she said she was so horrified by it, and, and I laid down a bunch of links. Not, you know, these are neutral news links, fact-based links. Yeah, not, depends not persuasion. on who you're talking to. Well, yeah, they reject anything that has actual facts in it. Right. But, um, but she went, and I sent. Then I sent. She said, "I'm going to vote," and so I sent her a link to register. She registered. She's now a registered voter planning to come out in November and vote against this uh, abomination that we call an administration. So what would it take for uh, a Steve West for a fish to grab people and just to sit up and just say, hey, have you registered to vote? That's a nice idea. You know, would would it it take a lot? We should, you and I should do that. Here's the, don't tell anybody. I won't. Okay. Yeah. All right, try to keep this a secret. But I'm what you call one of them uh, notary republics. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> or is it just notary publics? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, uh, I'm one of them people. I got the big fancy stamp. I can sign. Nice, nice, you know, nice, nice. I can basically, uh, I can basically sign you up right then and there. Beautiful. Done deal. You and I are going to go sit somewhere on a street corner and register yep. everybody comes by. I think we should. We should work on that. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think, what's your prediction? I think, and we should probably round this out, but I think come November, uh, I think we're going to see the so-called blue wave, and I think we're going to be see record-breaking turnout. Right. And I think that, uh, I hope so. I feel it. I feel like we're primed and ready, uh, as we were after eight years of the Bush administration. Uh, record numbers coming out with a hope and change candidate. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, I, you know, in my estimation, in my lifetime, might might be the uh, the best president that we've had in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Probably right. true. Probably. And, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, we, uh, every, there's no president that that executes the office brilliantly. Executes, uh, good word. <laughs> no, a little bit of that. Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, you know, there's always going to be some some hiccups, some faults, but you know, uh, but they came out. And in record numbers to support yep. Barack Obama, but yeah. he had a ground team yep. like nobody's business. I dare say you can throw that uh, a little towards Howard Dean, who I have my own issues with. But Howard Dean's fifty-state strategy is one of the reasons Obama became president. Yep, um, and it was brilliant, and mm-hmm. it worked. Yeah, so. it did. So, and what works more is because they roll these things out and they let you know how important it is to vote. Right, right and that's right, what right. we're doing in this podcast. So, grab a couple of friends. 
Um, maybe we can. Uh, I'll find a couple of registered when we when we post this to the Year Spoon. Mm. Uh, I will put in a couple of. Here's how you register into the in the description. So just dig a little deeper into the read more section of right. the podcast. Yes. Click, it will, click away. It will include reading a little bit. Yep. But as you and, said, and I would say voting this November is not just about your candidate. It's about the potential survival of the human species. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're interested in that, <laughs> please do. You, you can, you can register. All. You can vote ahead of time. You can mail it in, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So if you want the species to survive, some may say, oh, well, it's kind of overrated anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, I think the survival of the species is actually coming down to this vote. All right. So there you have it. Uh, so get out and vote. I've been Fish. I've been Steve. And we want to thank Serious Natural Remedies and, of course, Mocha Joe's Coffee for sponsoring the podcast. And you can download this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Should I say podcast one more time? I wish you would. Podcast. Nice. More at theearspoon.com.